Welcome to the AT Parenting Survival Podcast, where you get help and guidance through the chaos of parenting a child with anxiety or OCD. This show is for educational purposes and is not intended to replace the guidance of a qualified professional. Here's your host, child therapist, Natasha Daniels. Well, hello there, and welcome to another episode of the AT Parenting Survival Podcast. Today, I wanna talk to you about, you know, is it game over? if your child doesn't wanna work on anxiety or OCD. A lot of times parents believe that and they shrug and they throw up their hands and they say, you know what, there's nothing I can do. They don't wanna work on it. I can't move the dial. We're kind of at a standstill right now until they wanna do something. And the silver lining, the good news, is that's actually not true. There is so much that you can do with or without your child or teen's buy-in or motivation. And today I'm gonna break down our piece of the puzzle and the things that you can do that will really help your child or team, regardless of where they're at in wanting to help themselves. But before we get started, I do want to thank NoCD for sponsoring this episode. NoCD offers affordable, effective, convenient therapy, and they're available in the U.S. and outside of the U.S. And you can schedule your free 15-minute consultation to see if NoCD is the right fit for you and your child. Just go to treatmyocd.com. That's treatmyocd.com. I'll leave a link also in the show notes. Also, my community, the AT Parenting community, is open just for a short period of time. We close the doors this Thursday, and so definitely check it out before then. See if it's something you're interested in. If you've ever been looking to work directly with me to get live Zoom classes with me, they are small and intimate, so I do get to know each one of you. Uh, I have a member website that you can reach out to me in the forums and a lot of members have daily if not weekly contact with me asking me questions asking me for the next step in their journey getting support when they can't reach their therapist or getting support because they don't have a therapist it's just a really nice thing to have a warm line to some clinical expertise Um, we also have support group calls for the parents we have one for kids we have one for teens that happens once a month and There's a portal full of courses and uh, classes that you get free access to. Some of them are from my AT Parenting community, not my AT Parenting community. Some of them are from my AT Parenting Survival School, which is completely separate. I know it's confusing because I do too many things, but I have a membership community, AT Parenting community. I have an online school, AT Parenting Survival School. I have the podcast and I have a YouTube channel. And I have a general public website and a general public Facebook group. So a lot of things going on. But my online school has courses that are like two and a half, three hour courses that are like video, short videos. And members get free access to a lot of those courses just to jumpstart them. So check it out at atparentingcommunity.com. Okay, I want to talk today about... It's not game over. (laughs) There's a silver lining to start with. It's not game over. For the first half of this episode, I'm going to talk to you about what our role consists of that is completely separate from our child's anxiety or OCD. When I say child, I mean teen or young adult. It's always our child, right? No matter how old they are. So it's universal, just so that I don't have to keep saying teen. In the second half of this episode, I'm going to talk to you about some concrete steps to do the things I'm talking about. I always like to give you examples and I like to give you um, clear takeaways so that you leave this episode, you leave all episodes with some actionable things that you can do instead of just talking about philosophical approaches 
or just things in generality. Um, I want it to be concrete. So let's just talk about our role in general. I always say, or I have been saying this quite a lot lately, whenever I feel like I'm talking, that we are one piece of the puzzle, that our child's anxiety or CD is a very large puzzle and we're one small component. I think that's hard for some parents to understand or believe, but we really don't have full power over our child's anxiety or CD. Now you may think that already because the name of this episode is game over if your child doesn't want to work on anxiety or CD. So you might think I'm not part of the puzzle at all. I think a lot of times parents that I work with, especially in the AT parenting community, who are really eager to help their kids and do their part, uh, think that they are a bigger piece of the puzzle than they are. So recognizing the size of our piece in the puzzle is really important. And there is there is some things that we there are some things that we can do to 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 control our piece of the puzzle. So let's break those down. And I have a little list because that's how I am with my episodes, but it's not it's not exhaustive. I mean there's other things too, but these are the things that came to my mind when I thought about our role. So the first one, and it's always the first one, no matter what I'm talking about, it's always the first one is knowledge. Like do you understand what anxiety or OCD is? And a lot of times parents will say yes. But then when I start to say, oh, good. So you understand, you'd understand if your child had moral OCD or you'd recognize harm OCD, you get what symmetry OCD is and you understand magical thinking, you know, what imaginal scripts are, you know, what contamination OCD is that one you might, you might know, you know, what just right OCD is. And you can kind of tell the difference between just right OCD and perfectionism. You get my point. <laughs> There's a lot of disguises with OCD. And there's a lot of nuanced behaviors and struggles that go with OCD that look very different. You know, they don't, OCD is a very eclectic group of symptoms where anxiety is not as mysterious. And so if your child has anxiety, it's not a big learning curve. You know, you probably want to understand what social anxiety is and what core fears are and what separation anxiety looks like, what a metaphobia is, the fear of throw up. Um, you might want to know some of these general anxiety themes, perfectionism, uh, fear of safety. They're not rocket science, though, in the way that OCD actually feels like, because they're more intuitive, right? Child's afraid of this or that. You may not understand the nitty gritty of what does social anxiety look like? It's actually not the fear of just interacting. It's not a lack of social skills per se. It's the fear of rejection and criticism. So you may not understand that fully. You may think that, you know, social anxiety and being shy are synonymous. They're not. You can have a very outgoing person with social anxiety. So those things may, you might need to learn, but OCD is definitely more complicated. And I do like to cover both in a lot of my episodes because I know people in my audience are coming from both both struggles. And sometimes you have both of them and sometimes you only have anxiety, sometimes you only have OCD because they're comorbid conditions. So knowledge is really important. Uh, why it's important? Because if you don't recognize a new OCD theme in your home, you're not going to be proactively trying to pull out that new weed. You're not going to be doing exposures and talking about it, not accommodating it and you're going to miss the boat. So you're working on one thing and thinking you're nailing it. 
and another weed is really taking over because OCD, I always say, is an octopus. It's got many tentacles and often we focus only on one tentacle. We forget about the rest and they grow bigger while we're shrinking one little tiny tentacle. And then we get frustrated because we're like, this is just whack-a-mole. You know, it's just, you know, I, I fix one thing and then another thing is really big and is another problem. If you approach it that it's an octopus, it's got many tentacles, and you're looking for new tentacles as you're tackling the other ones, and you're applying the same foundational skills to every tentacle that's coming your way, you'll have more success. But if you don't even understand that, because you don't understand the many disguises, you're not going to be able to do that. You may not even know what the foundational skills are. You're like, I don't know what that is. Without that, can't really go very far. The next one is a therapeutic home environment. So we can, we can build our own knowledge without our child's input, right? That's something we can do, and it is really important. The second part is we can create a therapeutic home environment. What does that mean? How do we respond to their anxiety or OCD? When they're wanting to avoid, when they're wanting us to do something for their OCD, when they want us to be part of the compulsion, when they're confessing, when they are looking for reassurance, and it's actually the OCD you're talking to or when they need you to do everything for them because their anxiety is so overwhelming that they can't do anything themselves. What's your role in it? What do you do? How do you respond? What is the therapeutic response? There is a therapeutic response. And you may not know that. You might be shooting at the hip, you know, just trying to survive, and you have no proactive, intentional, therapeutic home plan that you can create in your own head. This is not complicated. It's just something that people don't normally think about doing. They think, I don't have a therapist. I don't know what to do. Oh, well, I can't do anything. That's not true. I teach this. How do you respond to meltdowns? Because a lot of anxiety or OCD doesn't show up as fear. It shows up as opposition, aggression, meltdowns, nasty behavior. How do you handle that, right? You may not be able to control your child's dysregulation, but you can control a plan of this is what I do when this happens and how do I handle that? The next one is when to push and when to let go. When do I want to rally and say, this has to happen or you can do this or you've got this and I'm not going to, you know, put training wheels on you. And when do I just say, you know what, this is a bridge too far and I'm not going to push this, you know, learning that balance and that dance is part of a therapeutic home environment. So How we create our home environment is key, regardless of whether you have a zillion therapists working with you on your team, or you have no therapist working with you on your team. We have to do this. And more often than not, the therapist does not help you create a therapeutic home environment. They're working with your child. They might work with you a little bit, but this is not their meat and potatoes. And that's why I fill in the gaps for that. The next one is connecting to supports. And so you may not be able to force your child to do therapy. I don't recommend forcing them to do therapy. We can entice them, but I don't recommend forcing them long-term. But we want to connect them to those opportunities, right? And so are we connecting our kids to the right support? Are we connecting them to the right therapist? All therapists don't understand OCD, not all therapists, right? And so I have to find the particular therapist that has expertise in pediatric OCD, if my child has OCD. If my child has anxiety and OCD, an anxiety therapist isn't going to cut it because I need a therapist that understands the difference between anxiety and OCD because how I therapeutically approach anxiety in therapy is going to be different than OCD. They're not the same. A lot of people think OCD is a manifestation of anxiety. 
that's not correct. OCD comes from the basal ganglia and the circuitry in the brain. And anxiety is more focused on the amygdala. Like physiologically, they come from different parts of the brain. They overlap. The amygdala likes to get some action when someone's anxious or overwhelmed, but that's not the driving force in OCD. And the treatment and therapeutic approaches are very different for a lot of different areas. And you can actually make OCD worse if you approach it like it's anxiety. So that's very scary and frustrating if you don't know what to look for in a professional, because we're used to just giving, putting all of our faith in a professional and saying, you tell me what to do. And what I am communicating to you is that you can't do that for this. I know it's so frustrating, right? You have to have your own knowledge because you have to be able to decipher whether this isn't a therapist that has the expertise to help your child or whether they are going to do more damage than good. And that is frustrating. You don't have to get your master's or PhD in psychology. We can bring you up to speed rather quickly. I mean, that's what I do. My whole podcast, all my episodes are to help you help yourself, but you do need to discern is this a, a therapist that knows what they're talking about? And, and that, um, that's really, really important. The next one is motivation. So we are a piece of the puzzle in offering motivation for our kids, connecting the dots, getting them to feel empowered and motivated to work on their anxiety or OCD. And the last one is helping validate their experience and normalize it normalizing it by offering them resources, connection, and community that helps them feel like they're not alone. And that's also really good for you, right? When we don't feel alone, we feel more empowered. We feel more normalized. We feel heard and validated. We feel empowered when we hear other people's stories. It gives us hope. And we, you know, part of our role, part of our job is to provide that opportunity, ideally for our children as well. Okay. So that was a lot. Let me quickly summarize our role, right? Knowledge, right? Do I fully understand anxiety or OCD? Do I understand what's a good anxiety therapist or OCD therapist versus a bad one? All that kind of stuff. Two, therapeutic home environment. How do I respond to anxiety or OCD? How do I respond to meltdowns caused by anxiety or OCD? When do I push? When do I let go? Connecting to supports like therapy um, and other resources, offering motivation? How do I incentivize my child to motivate them to work on anxiety or OCD? And how do I validate their struggles by connecting them to community supports and peers that are going through similar things? That's our job. That can sound like a lot, but don't worry. I've got you covered. It isn't really as much as it sounds like. So in the second half, I'm going to talk to you about some concrete ways to, to build up these areas so that you can really fine tune your piece of the puzzle because that's the only piece you get to control. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. It's time we put help directly in our kids' hands. Introducing Crushing OCD Course for Kids and Teens. It was way more helpful than all the other therapy we've ever done because we didn't really know what to do. So we weren't really doing it before. So the course helped to figure out what the exposures are and how to do them. We're not in therapy and find it really hard um, to find an ERP trained therapist here. Um, So we're currently with like the public health service, but again, they don't seem to be trained in ERP. It's filled that gap that we don't have that was desperately needed. This was really well-timed for us to use between therapists and to help us like 
start get off to a good start with this new practice. It was easy to use. Um, I was able to do it from my phone or also on the computer. There's different ages, you know, so there were younger kids, there were teenagers, and um, so that was really nice too to have a variety of ages where it wasn't just geared towards younger kids or older kids. It was a nice variety. It's helpful for our kids to hear it from this like third party as opposed to just us saying it. I really like the offense and defense method. I love working on poking at OCD while it's sleeping. It makes it a little bit easier to do and it's kind of fun. <laughs> I'm planning on using it to work on my uh, fear of like holding or touching batteries and stuff like that. So it was really helpful and I think a lot of other kids would like it. I thought that I was like the only one who had worrying about the weather and stuff. And then there was somebody else on there who worried about the same thing, which was really helpful. Seems less scary to work on stuff now that I've watched this class and I'm more interested to work on it. I like trying to do more exposures still and going to, before I wasn't, I just didn't want to do them. I've worked on some of my bigger compulsions and been successful. I realized it was helpful to do like the exposures before it was like really, really hard. It's still hard, but it's helpful to know that I need to do them. Before there would be a lot of battles about it. So it is definitely less loggerheads. Really, really good course and super helpful. Definitely would recommend this. It's really easy to follow. It's a nice bite-sized videos. I really like the worksheets that go along with it, and I think it's really helpful. To learn more about this course and register your child or teen, go to atparentingsurvivalschool.com. Welcome back. All right, so in the first half of the episode, we talked about our role, knowledge, therapeutic home environment, connecting to supports, offering motivation, offering validation through community, right? That's what we can do. Probably some other things as well, but that's just like the main, the main stuff, I thought. Let's talk about how do you do that? All right, Natasha, that sounds really great. You know, I agree with you, but how on earth am I going to do that when I'm feeling overwhelmed? How am I, I going to do that when I don't have time to get a master's or a PhD in psychology? It's not as overwhelming as it may seem. All right, so knowledge. Well, you're doing it. Like listening to this podcast is literally a checkbox for knowledge. You are committing time and energy in your day to listen to something that is helping you grow. And my hope is that every time you listen to one of my episodes, there's one, at least one takeaway, one key takeaway that makes you a better parent to a child with anxiety or OCD every single time. Uh, There's not one episode I've ever done. Maybe the one that I did when my husband died, that didn't have any impact on you. (laughs) You know, it's just more of like, hey, I know some of you are curious about my story, let me tell you. But besides that episode, Hopefully every episode has some nugget, one takeaway that is growing your knowledge. So I also have a YouTube channel that will help grow your child's knowledge, but um, YouTube has changed. And so uh, I'm doing YouTube shorts on there and those are for parents. So you can watch those. They're like ones, they're like 60 second little clips. So if you follow me on Instagram or YouTube, you're going to get those once a day little nuggets that hopefully sometimes are a good takeaway as well. If you want to like really roll up your sleeves and you're like, I just really want to like fully understand things, you can read a book, an audiobook or a book. I always say audiobooks because I'm not, I'm not a reader anymore. Like I, 
I love to listen to stuff and learn as I am doing other things. I guess I'm a multitasker in the way that like I want to do laundry and learn something as I'm doing it, or I want to do the dishes and relax at the same time. Like, or if I'm driving, I want to like be learning or relaxing. So it's an audiobook for fun, or it's something on a podcast that's teaching me something. Maybe you're the same way. But let me think of some good books for you. Uh, Talking Back to OCD by John March. I always recommend that just because I feel like it's an old book, but I feel like it's just got so many good foundational information, foundational points in there that are really helpful. The Space Program is a is a good one. Uh, Breaking Free from Childhood Anxiety and OCD by Ellie Leibowitz is a good one for pulling back your own accommodations. That's a good one as well. I offer online courses that literally walk you through everything I think a parent should know under three hours. Um, because when I was in my therapy practice, I would work with the parents as much as I would work with the kids. And sometimes I would see the child and then I'd see the parent and then I'd see the child and I'd see the parent and I'd go back and forth. Um, I did it differently with different parents, but I was educating them. I was building up their knowledge. I wanted to help them understand fully what anxiety or OCD was, how it works, the disguises, their role, how to create a therapeutic home environment, all of that. And and so I created a course that literally is like you're on my couch and I'm talking to you and I tell you everything. And it just, in fact, once I created the course, I I would ju- I stopped doing that and I would ha- I would just give um, clients coupon codes to take my course for free and it would save them like five sessions and save them a lot of money. They can do it in less than three hours and they would have all that information. And then we could actually take a deeper dive and talk about other things because I knew they had all that foundational stuff. They knew how to not be the OCD police. They knew how to play detective. They knew how to do exposures and ERP at home. They knew how to motivate their kids. They knew how to create a therapeutic home environment. They knew how to teach their kids. I mean, everything is in there. Um, So knowledge is a big one. And I also have a course called How to Teach Kids to Crush Anxiety. does the same thing, but for anxiety, which is very different. Um, You can check all those out at atparentingsurvivalschool.com. But you can get your knowledge through books, podcasts, courses, whatever way is the most palatable to you. Moving on, therapeutic home environment. And so you can actually just sit down with, you know, if you have a partner, you can sit down with your partner and you can just discuss this. How are we going to respond to anxiety or OCD? So when our child is doing X, Y, and Z behavior, what's going to be our response? Let's be a united team. I did an episode recently about if your partner is not on the same page. So maybe you want to listen to that one if you're not on the same page episode 347. So you can check that out. That was actually just a couple of episodes ago. So you can check that out if you are like, eh, we're not on the same page. But you can come up with a plan of how we're going to respond to anxiety or OCD. And then you can sit down with your child and you can say, this is how we're going to respond to you when you do X, Y, and Z from now on, because we love you. If you really want to dive deep on that, you can learn about the space program, which will teach you um, how to pull back accommodations and communicate that with your child. Uh, That was the book that I just talked about from Ellie Leibowitz. Or I actually do have a study guide um, on the space program in a course because I had a lot of parents in my AT parenting community who wanted a video version of that modality, that therapy modality. And so I did do a video version. I added kind of my own worksheets, my own style to it, but you can check that out. How do you respond to meltdowns caused by anxiety or OCD? That is also like, how are we going to talk to our child when they're having a meltdown? I have a lot of podcast episodes on this, so you can... Go to my website at atparentingsurvival.com 
and type in meltdowns or type in difficult behavior. And you're going to see tons of podcast episodes where I give you advice on specifically how to deal with those things. So you can educate yourself really through my podcast episodes. If you are more systematic in how you do it, go to my website at atparentingsurvival.com and then go all the way to the bottom. There's a search button and type in these things, therapeutic home environment, meltdowns, difficult behavior. The next one was when to push and when to let go. I have a whole episode on that, finding the balance. That was actually a really recent episode as well. That was episode 340. Um, and so, and I'm finding these all out because I'm just going to my own website and I'm, uh, I typed in balance and it popped up. So you can DIY this. You can look at my podcast episodes and I spend almost a full hour every week teaching you something for free. And so it's all there, but for some parents, you know, you're already living in this chaotic world. You're already feeling overwhelmed and to just go through and find different episodes and piecemeal it can feel overwhelming. And that is why I started to make courses where it's very concentrated and it's much more in detail and it's step-by-step and it's a video and there's worksheets and I walk you through it. And so a lot of times parents want that. And so I do have I do have a course on how to handle difficult behavior caused by anxiety or OCD. The, the big courses like how to teach kids to crush anxiety, how to teach kids to crush OCD, we'll talk to you about how to respond to anxiety, OCD, like what your role is. It will talk about all of that in it. So it checks off the box of knowledge and therapeutic home environment. You'll feel like you've got those pretty solid when you take those courses. Connecting to supports. And so understanding what makes a, a good therapist and a bad therapist is important. I do have an episode on that. I have episode 46, so way back when, um, covers that. Also episode 198, we talk about that. Episode 188, we talk about that as well. So lots of different episodes that you can tap into that will help you. The other thing is understanding just what makes a good OCD therapist. And so to start with, I would recommend going to the International OCD Foundation if you're looking for an OCD therapist. And you can go to iocdf.org slash find dash help, iocdf.org slash find dash help. And that is the provider directory for the IOCDF. They don't screen those people. And so, you know, just because they're on that list doesn't mean they're fantastic, but it's a good sign that they know what the IOCDF is. So take that with a grain of salt. I always think, okay, that's a good first step. I, instead of going to psychology today, I'm going to go to the IOCDF directory. That's, you know, going to be a little bit better because there's people who actually know what the International OCD Foundation is. And if you're treating OCD and you don't know that, or you don't know what that is, that's a bad sign. Um, And then it will tell you under each provider's name, what extra training they've had and looking for that extra advanced training through the BTTI, which is the IOCDF training or some other Uh, specific OCD training is what I would be looking for as well, because most of the time OCD is not really taught in depth in graduate programs, which is so scary. And you have to seek out your own advanced education through a program like the IOCDF. And so I would look for that. You can also try NoCD. They sponsor the episode. So they are also amazing and they do the vetting for you. And so they make sure that their therapists are adequately trained and have clinical supervision. And so I like that because I know that there's like a uniformed supervision going on there. You know, that there's a standard that hopefully they're meeting. 
and you can try NoCD at treatmyocd.com, treatmyocd.com. Um, the other thing is, uh, you know, talking to other families and, and connecting with them. A lot of this stuff I do in the AT Parenting community. In the AT Parenting community, uh, you actually get free access to a lot of my courses, as long as you're a member. So how to teach kids to crush anxiety, you can get that for free. You get to choose between how to teach kids to crush anxiety, how to teach kids to crush OCD, or how um, to crush social anxiety. Like those are my three meat and potatoes courses. They're like the foundational. And I always tell parents, take that foundational course before you take any of my others, because I think I have seven or eight courses. But you do get that for free. You get free access to it as long as you're a member. And those are $127 courses. You can go on my online school at atparentingsurvivalschool.com. You'll see they're $127 and you do get free access to that. I also have how to handle difficult behavior caused by anxiety OCD. You get free access to that as a member. So you can check off that box as far as the therapeutic home environment aspect. Uh, that's a great course that will actually teach you. And there's videos to teach your child just how to self-regulate how to handle meltdowns, how to get what's going on underneath the behavior, all that really important good stuff. I also gifted AT Parenting Community members my study guide on space. And so we were talking about Ellie Leibowitz and his space program on how to systematically pull back accommodations. I created that course initially actually for AT Parenting Community members. And then I realized it was so successful and parents loved it so much that I was like, I should put this in my online school because those are two separate things. And so that actually happened reverse. And so you do get free access to that as a AT Parenting Community member as well. And a lot of times parents will message me in the forums as they're looking for a therapist or as they're struggling with a therapist or as they're trying to find a better therapist. And they, I've had a lot of parents who will tell me like their concerns or want me to know how to talk to their therapist about a particular issue or will say to me, I found this particular therapist, here's their website. Can you look at it? And do you think this is a good fit? I mean, I really roll up my sleeves and get my hands dirty in like being your friend. I'm not your therapist, but I'm like your virtual friend with some really incredible cl clinical expertise and parent knowledge, right? Because I have my own three kids with anxiety and OCD. And so members really tap into that. And so I have helped members, you know, vet out their own therapist. I've looked at websites for them. I've made a list of questions to ask, all sorts of stuff to help you find that right support. Offering motivation. I do have a whole podcast on that. So there is a really good episode. Episode 123 is about developing good incentives to get kids to work on anxiety or OCD. Episode 270 is getting kids to own their journey with anxiety or OCD. So those are two good ones that I would start with. This is also something that we talk about a lot in the AT Parenting community. We have weekly classes and often we will revisit a topic frequently, you know, as we get new members that come in and they want to talk about that topic as well. And so we have a library of over probably at this point, like 200, 300, I have no idea, hundred, hundreds of, vid of video classes that we have done. And the replays are all there. And so that actually becomes a library in and of itself because we have a search feature. So you don't have to go through all of those. You can just search, you know, motivation or building incentives or, you know, not motivated. And you will, you will see all of these classes on that. Or, I mean, some parents just go to the forums and ask me, you know, so they get very personalized guidance on 
how to motivate their child or, you know, where to start if things are not going right. So that definitely helps. The last part of our role is offering validation and community to our kids. So finding a support group, if your child sees a therapist, ask them, do you do a support group? If they don't ask them, would you be willing to start one? Do you see enough kids or teens that you could, would you consider starting a support group? Or can I help you do a support group um, if you have the energy and uh, desire to do that? Uh, You can also look at the IOCDF, International OCD Foundation's website, and they do have local chapters and they might have support groups attached to those. So go to IOCDF.org. In the AT Parenting community, we offer that as well. We have monthly support groups for the parents. We have monthly support groups for kids and monthly support groups for the teens. It's been very cool actually, because we've had kids and teens that have been in there now for so long that I've watched their journey and I've watched them struggle. And then I've watched them slowly get better. And then I've watched them become like almost like a peer mentor where they are just on the call because they're doing well, but they're there to support other people. And I've seen that both in the kids, seven to 11 year olds, and I've seen it with the teens. And it's, it's like really heartwarming to see these connections. And I actually was just doing a support group call with the parents yesterday. And one of the moms who is um, from another country, not the United States, was saying that they have not been able to connect with a therapist because, you know, it's really, it's really hard in some countries to, to get an OCD therapist and, and the child's doing really well. And the reason why they're doing well is just basically from what I've taught the parent and from the child, just showing the teen showing up in the support groups each month. And she said he loves them and it's really made a big difference. And that just really warmed my heart because sometimes I don't realize how much of an impact this is having you know, that just a support group call once a month has moved the dial drastically for this kid. Um, And I think sometimes I forget the power um, of this information and this, this support because a lot of it isn't rocket science. And I say that a lot. It's just knowing the right things. It's knowing the right things to do. It's knowing how to frame things for kids and it's giving people the right skills because more often than not, especially when it's OCD, they don't have the right skills or the tools. And that's the part. It's like once you get the right, it's like trying to eat something with a knife, you know, it's not going to work. But if someone gave you a fork, all of a sudden everything is smoother and it's not as, it's not much, it's not as much of a battle. And you start to see progress because the fork was made to be eaten. (laughs) This analogy is weird, (laughs) but you're supposed to eat with the fork not a knife. And so it makes more sense. Same thing. If you're treating, you know, OCD as anxiety or you don't know how to treat it, you got a knife. And so of course you're not making progress. <laughs> what a weird metaphor, but you know what I mean? So my hope in all of this is to convey to you that no matter no matter what, there are resources that I'm providing you to fill in these gaps. My podcast is a resource. You can write down all the episodes I'm talking about. You can go on my website and use my search button and you can get all this information for free and benefit from it. You can have your child eventually watch my YouTube channel and get kind of that guidance directly to them for free, right? That is ultimately my goal is to provide access to clinically sound support for you, whether you can afford it or not. Some people want more in-depth, that's going, you know, and so they're going to want to join my AT Parenting community. They're going to want to buy my courses. And some people 
may not want to, or they may not be able to financially afford it. And there's still resources available for you. For a lot of parents who are just, who can financially afford it, they can afford a copay a month because that I've made my membership really affordable. I've seen a lot of colleagues make their memberships for like $60, $70 a month. Um, A lot of people online with memberships outside of the parenting world or therapy world, their memberships are like $160 a month. My thought has always been that I want it to be affordable. And I started my AT Parenting Community back in 2019. And at that time, you know, I think maybe 2019, 2020, it was for $30 a month. And I have not increased it. Everything's increasing. My Netflix bill is increasing. My Hulu bill is increasing. My mortgage bill, everything's increasing, right? Gas is up. Everything is more. Like, I mean, I get an email like at least every three months from all the services that I have that it's increasing. It's increasing. I have not increased the membership price through all these financial um, crises that the globe has had because I want it to be affordable for you. It's a copay. A copay could be $30 in the US. And for a copay, sometimes $40, if you're so lucky to have a copay, I pay $440 a week for my kids to have therapy. That's two kids. That's two sessions. So $40, well, it's not, it's $30 a month would be crazy for the amount of access that you get. So if that is affordable to you, these things will will fit, will fall into place rather easily because the knowledge piece, how to create your therapeutic home environment, connecting you to supports, you know, how you offer motivation, getting your child to feel validated, all of those things are provided in the AT Parenting community um, very easily. And so within, I would say, three to four months, members see often really, really big progress because it takes a little while to just get used to it and access all the information. It's a lot of information. I help guide you through it. And then you get your groove. And I mean, systematically, I always see members at that three to four month mark start to do really, really well because they're, they're really soaking up everything. And, um, and so that's a quick, easy way to, to be guided. And I know for me, I like to be guided. I'm always like, if I'm learning something new, I'm like, can, can I sign up for a class or can I have a tutor? <laughs> like, I just like the individualized attention. So if that is you, join the AT Parenting community. The doors only open about four times a year because we find it, I find it very distracting to have new people coming in all the time. And when we have new people come in, I want to welcome them. I want to give them an opportunity to get to know me. We do a, a Zoom call that is just for the new members. So you can like get to know me and I can ask, um, answer any questions. And so we can't do that all the time. And so we keep the doors closed and we open it about four times a year. Like we have a wait list. And when the wait list gets really, really big in between our openings, we will do a wait list only opening. But if it doesn't, if our wait list isn't big, we keep it closed. Um, we didn't do a wait list, I think last month, partly because it was the holidays. So we have quite a few people on the wait list already before we even opened up the doors or or talked about it. There's no limit on how many members can join. So you're not taking someone's spot because it's digital and it's virtual. I can help as many people as they want to join. But we do close the doors on Thursday, which is not a lot of time because you are hearing this on Tuesday if you're listening to it live and the doors will close on Thursday. Let me see what the dates are. So you're listening to this. um, If you're listening to this live, it's January 23rd. 
If you waited until after the weekend, it's already closed, but you can get on the wait list at atparentingcommunity.com, but the doors will close on January 25th. So definitely join us or look into it and see all the things that are included. It is a really nice, simple way to check off all those boxes and, and feed your knowledge and get that support. That support is so important. If it's not the right time for you or financially, it's not the right time for you, or you're just too overwhelmed to even, you know, look into it. Totally get that. I'll be here. I show up every Tuesday. (laughs) I will have a new episode. Just listening to these episodes, you are doing something. You are learning. You're educating yourself. You're expanding your knowledge. And that does go a long way. Or check out the episodes that I talked about for the different areas that we covered today. And I hope that you find that helpful as well. If you are finding this podcast in general helpful, I do appreciate if you can hit a star and rate it or leave a review. I was actually looking at it. I haven't gotten a review since the end of October, which is unusual because normally I get quite a few per month. I know it's the holidays and everything, but if you've been listening to this podcast for quite a while, or if you're new and you've appreciated it and I've given a lot to you and your family, if you could take 30 seconds to give back, you know, I really appreciate that. I always think things are about reciprocity. And so um, letting other people know how this podcast has helped you does help other parents. It helps the podcast in general, because the more reviews that we get where people can read it and see specifically how it's helping other people, the more people who will listen and the more people who will get help. And that really is the end goal is I want to be able to reach as many people as I can and reviews help that. So hopefully next time I'll be reading your review because I always read them when I get them to show my gratitude. I haven't been able to in the last few months, I guess, because I haven't had any new ones. So hopefully that will be you. And I hope that you find a sparkle in everything you do. And I'll talk to you again next Tuesday. Take care. Thank you for listening to the AT Parenting Survival Podcast. To get additional support raising a child with anxiety or OCD, visit Natasha's online school of on-demand classes at atparentingsurvivalschool.com.